the night, and into his American adventures comes Bulldog Drummond. Mutual Broadcasting System brings you another exciting detective adventure with Bulldog Drummond, starring Ned Weaver, champion of justice, amateur detective, celebrated soldier of fortune of screen and radio, Bulldog Drummond comes to you every week at the same time with more of his baffling and intriguing mysteries. For adventure and excitement, keep this rendezvous with Bulldog Drummond every week. Oh? What kind of a ticket is it? Obviously, it's a parcel plane check of some sort. 
and he wants to ensure its safekeeping. Well, what are we going to do about it? We're going home and wait for our mysterious visitor's call. <laughs> but how do you know he'll call? Oh, there's no doubt about that. He'll call, all right. Uh, what makes you so sure? Because, Benny, he's made a sizable investment in it. He not? Mm. Look for yourself in this envelope. There's a $1,000 bill. $1,000 bill meant for him. Undoubtedly. Well, then why not look up Roxy and get to the bottom of this? Because, Denny, I have an idea that Roxy will look us up in short order. We'll just sit and wait for development. In this instance, we'll let the case come to us. Don't forget, we're holding the trump cost. And uh, it looks as if someone is about to make a bid. Hello? Steve Mantell can enlighten the both of us. 
What number did you say? 347. It's that brownstone. Next to the apartment house. Yes, sir. Just down these stairs. She has the basement apartment. There you are. See that thing? What is? The lights are on. He said he'd be waiting. You wouldn't have done it that. I'll ring again. Steve!
Catholics or Negroes are potential confederates or dupes of such subversive forces. Don't be fooled. Don't be misled. Be a real American. And now, back to our Bulldog Drummond adventure. Anything in his pockets? Empty, every one of them. Whoever killed Steve Mantell certainly went over this apartment with a fine tooth cell. But they overlooked one thing, Daddy. Yes, what's that? This label on the inside of his coat pocket. Here, look. Hmm. Bomb Brothers, Silver, Chicago, Illinois. November 16, 1946. And the name of the wearer here? Edward Torrey. Edward Torrey? But his name is Steve Mantell. Evidently not in Chicago. What do you mean, sir? I mean that Steve Mantell found it convenient to use two names. Well, come on, there's nothing more we can do here. First, we're stopping off the nearest telegraph office to send a wire to Chicago. Uh, to whom in Chicago? The police. I have an idea they'll be able to supply me with an account of the activities of one Edward Torrey, alias Steve Mantell. And then, Denny, from the telegraph office, we're going straight home. But why home? Oh... Just to see which way the wind's been blowing there. Good heavens, sir. Look at our place. As you said about Steve Mantell's apartment, it looks as if a cyclone had hit it. Probably the same one. Oh. Oh, so that's what you meant about coming home to see which way the wind was blowing. That's what I meant. Did you expect it to find our apartment this way? I did, Denny. Uh, someone had an idea that the claim stack would be here. Moxley Hagen. He's the one, sir. He knew Mantell gave you the ticket. You yourself said he would look us up. He was here, and he killed Mantell. I don't doubt that Roxy was here, Denny, but it's the Mantell's murderer. I'd elect the man in the pajamas as the most likely suspect. Uh, just the same, sir. I think it's about time we had Roxy taken in by the police. Not at all. Roxy will be of much more value to us on the loose, at least for the time being. At present, my main concern is the claim check. Whatever parcel it's redeemable for must certainly be of great value. It certainly must. Mantell gave us a $1,000 bill to guarantee the check's safekeeping. He saved the check, but not himself. No mistake, he was murdered because of it. Yes, and our place here turned topsy-turvy in the search for it. Well, anyway, there's comfort in knowing that you have it with you. Now we can find out what makes it so valuable. I haven't it with me, Denny. What? You left it here? No, I mailed it. Mailed it? While you were waiting outside the telegraph office, it will arrive here safe and sound in the first mail tomorrow morning. Lloyd, I can't believe it. He isn't dead. Yes, Miss Bella, Steve Mantell was murdered. Oh, He's never did anything wrong to anybody. Why would anybody want to kill him? Miss Bella, I have an idea that Steve Mantell wasn't everything you thought he was. What do you mean by that? I'm not sure, but I should know by morning. What are you talking about? I expect a wire from the Chicago police in answer to an inquiry of mine concerning Steve Mantell. And, in addition, an important envelope will arrive with the first mail. No, Captain Drummond, you're wrong. I know you're wrong. Steve, what? Captain Drummond. Yes, Denny? The man with the black bag. I just saw him from the window. Got out of an auto downstairs. He's standing on the corner again. All right. Mr. Phillips. Yes? I want you to remain here in your apartment. I'll call you in the morning. Come along, Denny. It's about time we had a talk with that man with a black bag. Yes, Denny, yes, sir. 
standing near the street lamp. Stay in the shadows along the building. Have your revolver ready. Ready right now, sir. Look, he's walking away. Sir, we must have seen it coming. Hurry. But he's walking past us. He's making for his car. Quickly, before... Sit down, Daddy. Crawl on the side of the stairs. There, with the bag. Look at it, Daddy. Why, falling over. Come on. Come on, no shots were meant for him, not us. Well, sir? He's dead. Get that black bag. It's over near the curb. You're right. Here it is, sir. What is this? It's identification card. Hmm. Robert Matthews. Benson Investigation Bureau, Chicago, Illinois. Well, private detective. Now let me see the bag. Yes, here you are, sir. Looking box was dials. It looks like some sort of a radio, a short wave set of some kind. It picks up waves, Denny, but not sound waves. Yes, but what kind is it? A Geiger counter. It's used to detect and measure the presence of radioactivity in the atmosphere. Oh, oh yes, I remember now. The atomic bomb. I remember seeing it in the newsreels. It was used in the atomic bomb test. That's right. Oh, sir, the atomic bomb. The possible chain check. Must be for the package that contains an atomic bomb. Denny. Heaven, sir. Well, here we are. Easy, Denny. I'm sure an atomic bomb isn't involved in this. But rest assured, the city's peace will be undisturbed. As for us, we'll just have to wait for the claim check in the mail. In the meantime, let's hope nothing blows up in our faces. Yeah, of all the mornings for the mail to be late, just above all days. Don't worry, Denny. It'll be along any minute. Hello. Captain Hugh Drummond. Uh, who's calling? This is Western Union, a telegram from Chicago for Captain Drummond. Oh, oh just a moment. Uh, Captain Drummond, the wire from Chicago is here. Oh, Captain Drummond speaking. A wire from police headquarters, Chicago. Yes, go ahead, read it. Regarding your inquiry concerning Edward Torrey, subject is wanted for questioning in connection with theft of $100,000 worth of lady. From Chicago office of Crystal Laboratory. Case in addition to police in hands of Benson Investigation Bureau. Signed Inspector C.S. Bradley. Thank you very much. Well, Denny, you can rest easier. It's definitely not an atomic bomb. Radium. Radium? $100,000 worth, to be exact, stolen from a laboratory in Chicago. Pieces begin to fit together. Robert Matthews of the Benson Investigation Bureau was trying to track down that stolen radium. That's why he was killed. Mantell stole the radium? Mantell, under the name of Edward Torrey. But, sir, uh, why was Matthews carrying the Geiger counter? Well, Denny, radium, too, sends off radioactive elements. Uh, oh, oh, that must be the mail. And well, I'll get it. All right. Yes? Hello, gentlemen. Well... Gentlemen of the pajamas, I hardly recognize you without your nocturnal get-up. Yeah, but you recognize this, don't you? Offhand, I'd say that's a revolver. You win the case before dollars. Uh, Captain Drummond, did the envelope come out? Oh, dear. All right. Back up, both of you. We have a visitor, Denny. Not for long. Oh, by the way, Drummond, uh, the mailman won't be here this morning. Your mail was picked up for you. Don't you know it's impolite to read other people's mail? Funny man. You sound so illegal. You too, huh? Turn around, funny man. I said around. This ain't a dime store toy. 
that wall, I said. Both you funny men cracked your last joke. Oh! Mr. Drummond. Yes, Teddy. Uh, you all right? So far. Teddy, Teddy, look behind us. Uh, my teeth? Yes. And as dead as he would have had us. Uh, but uh, 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 where did the shot come from? There's no time to investigate now. Get the Geiger count. Carter and Harry. Yes, yes, sir. We're going radium hunting. But where are we going to look? We don't have the cane checked. I remember the number. It was 862. Oh, but what good's the number? We don't even know where the parcel is stored. Denny, if you came from Chicago by train and you wanted to check a parcel immediately upon arrival, where would you do it? Why, well, 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 at Grand Central Station, of course. That's where we begin. Grand Central Station. <laughs> Led to the station from the West Plaza, Denny. That's nearest the parcel checking room. Yes, sir. Well, what's that? The Geiger counter. Listen to it. Well, it's ticking faster. The nearer we get to the station, the more active it becomes. The radium must be in the parcel room. Parcel eight six two, you say? That's right, eight six two. I want to see it immediately. All right, eight six two was checked out just a few minutes ago. <laughs> All right, get going, Denny. The package was picked up just before I got there. Yeah, right, sir. Uh, you know, sir, I thought something was strange. Just as you went into the station, the counter sailed off and then stopped completely. Cut across town, Denny. We'll avoid the heavy traffic. Yes, where are we going? We're paying a long-delayed call on Roxy Hagen. But why Roxy now? Because the parcel room attendant's description of the man who picked up the package fits Roxy to a teeth. <laughs> Sir, the counter's starting up. We're on the right trail again. Yes. And we're getting nearer to Roxy's place. Oh, this elevator is so slow we can walk so fast up. We'll be there in a second.
exciting climax of our story. Next week's story has many curious features. 
among them a lake that climbs a mountain simply because it's full, and a scheme devised by a blonde misstater which would have failed if it had succeeded, and only succeeded when finally it failed. Miss Baker had to be destroyed, of course, but I'm sure she didn't mind. And anyhow, as Denny puts it, what else could she have expected when she had no murder to guide her? Be sure to listen, won't you? And so, into the night, walks Bulldog Drummond, seeking new adventure and excitement. Join us next week at the same time when we'll bring you Bulldog Drummond, starring Ned Weaver, in another thrilling story. Tonight's adventure was written by Edward J. Addison. Arthur Van Horn speaking... This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Was written by Edward J. Addison. Arthur Van Horn speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.